You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. Hey, we are here. Those weekend golf guys, John Ashton, Jeff Smith, PGA, from, of course, the Plain and Simple Golf School in Columbus, Otter Creek Golf Course. And, Jeff, first off, uh, it's been a great week. Yeah. Um, the US, a lot of fun. U.S. Open is over. Yeah, that's been too a, bad. What a crazy ending to that thing. It, it has been a, a great week of listening to all of these big, highly paid professional golfers whining. I love that. <laughs> we we heard it at the senior PGA up at um, French Lick. It's Pete Dye, yeah. Emory, Pete Dye oh, golf this course. course is too hard. And then heard the same uh, same types of complaints from the the pros at um, yeah the name of the place escapes at, me at already. Chambers Bay. Chambers at Bay. Chambers Bay. Now we we talked to uh, Jay Blasey a couple months ago on the show here, who is who was the yeah he was excited the operative. Um, Designer of the course, the architect. Of course, he worked for Robert Trent Jones Jr. Um, but right. Jay was the guy who, you know, did all the heavy lifting. He didn't sound like a sadist when we talked to him. No, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. but boy, he was, he was really happy all week. Um, I was talking to Tyler Duncan, uh, after the tournament was over. He called me the other day and, uh, we were talking a little bit and I said, tell me about your experience. He goes, it was crazy. Yeah. You know, Jay Blasey took him around and showed him where to be. He said, you're playing to areas here. You're not playing to spots. You're playing to areas. And he said, you're going to stay away from these these five areas on the golf course. You will lose the tournament in these five areas of the golf course. Yeah. And um, Tyler said, I kept it all. I kept it out of there except two of them. Yeah. <laughs> he kept it. He kept yeah. it in the field. And then he made some double bogeys and said, you know, you're right. You, you can't. He says, there's things out there that you can't see. Right. That the TV makes it look easier than what it really is. Yeah. That's and TV I said, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Because the TV made it look pretty crazy and it wild, did. wasn't it? Well, it looked pretty, pretty burned out too. Um, well, you know, you know, I think that they just chose to, to not, you know, to water it, to not to water it a lot. I think that the USGA is kind of on this, on this little kick about, um, you know, back to nature. Right. Use less water. You know, think back a year ago, they were in Pinehurst. And they made sure that Pinehurst number two got redone instead of wall to wall green like we were used to seeing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we saw wall to wall brown like we're not used to seeing. Right, lots of sand. And then lots of trash. yeah. And then we saw a lot, we saw wall to wall brown. Um, you know, again this year. Yeah. So it makes you wonder. He may not have made the cut, but he beat Tiger Woods. Well, That's, Tyler did. You know, he Tyler. beat Tyler, Tiger Woods. He beat Ricky Fowler. Yeah. You know, he beat a lot of guys. Yeah. You know, he was he was ten over. You know, and, and that's nothing to sneeze at. He, at he said, all. Hey, look, I struck the ball pretty well. He said, you just, things happen out there that you, you wind up in places that you did not hit your ball there. Yeah. And you can't get but out it of it. Wound up there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just, I mean, we've all seen said, those, those shots that, you know, you know that you really should make the smart decision. Like we discussed on the show last week and take an unplayable, take a, take a stroke, move the ball. They don't have yeah. that option. They have to play from from that trash, uh, for the yeah. most part. And I mean, you know, Phil Mickelson went right underneath the ball in that heavy gunk. That doesn't happen very often. No, it does not happen very often, and it's embarrassing. The one thing that that I thought well, was for, very for tacky, Phil. though, well, yeah, for Phil, of course. There was there was one thing that happened that I had very mixed emotions about. One is um, Tiger Woods five wood shot. 
from the fairway on a par five that he topped. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like, wow, even the greatest golfers in the world can do the same thing I do. But yeah, then what I thought was really tacky was the crowd's reaction when they were laughing. Yeah, I didn't like that. That was I really didn't. not cool. I did not like that because... It, you know, that's kicking a man when he's down. Exactly. And here he is, is he, he's, everybody knows that he's struggling like crazy, you know, mentally with his golf game. And, you know, he's out there. He was, he did not have to play in this tournament. He chose to play in this tournament. Mm -hmm. He chose to go out there knowing full well that he's, every breath he takes is going to be, is going to be televised. Yeah. You know, yeah. to the world. Yeah. And he's taking a huge risk. In not being in top form, but yet the kind of pressure that we put on him as, you know, as media and people and expectations are, are, you know, on top of what he puts on himself. Right. But yet he chose to go there. It's unfortunate to see the, the greatest player that I will ever have seen play in terms of what he's physically capable of doing actually hit one like that. It, it's gotta be a demoralizing thing to a degree for a guy like that. And I don't know if y'all... And we should not be making fun of it. No, that. we should not be making fun of it at all. Just, uh, you know, a little empathy. Look up the word, adopt the feeling. Yeah. One of the things that, that you may have seen online, too, or, or uh, see, see it happen live on the Golf Channel, is uh, on Morning Drive, they had Gary Player, who was out at Chambers Bay, and all they wow. said to Gary Player was, Good morning, Gary, Mr. Player. How are you, sir? And he went into this six-and-a-half-minute rant about what a rotten golf course and what a rotten tournament was going on. Yeah, and, and said it had been designed obviously by a man with like two legs of different sizes, different different, different heights or something. Yeah, have like, you have you read okay. Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Jones's uh, Junior's response to that? No, Ooh. I'm not. Ooh, he basically he basically said, you know, as a player, Gary Player was great. As an architect, which he is now, not so much. <laughs> he said he's, he is incapable of designing golf courses of championship caliber. And obviously, this rant against Chambers Bay was nothing more than um, a competitive positioning against my work. Wow. Basically is what he said. Yeah, yeah. He said he didn't like that? Chambers Bay because I'm a good architect and he ain't, which I thought was... Uh, it's like, Ouch. bring it on, guys. Come on. <laughs> How but, about that? You know, and I know everyone's a critic, and, and this is something else that's been going through all the media all week, too, and you, you may be sick of, of hearing about it, but I don't care. Fox's first ever major golf tournament, and I just have one little suggestion, is Joe Buck stick to baseball. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you because of a couple things in my head. I don't identify Joe Buck with golf mm -mm. at all. No. I identify Joe Buck with baseball, and I don't identify Joe Buck with any other sport. It just doesn't hit me right. No. No. So when I see Joe Buck talking about it, it has no bearing on me that he can play the game and probably has a low handicap and all those things. Those don't even come into my mind. No. No. You know, what's interesting is that Mike Tirico, to me, is a much better guy for golf, and yet I don't identify Mike Tirico as a golfer, and I don't identify Mike Tirico as any other sport, even though he's done plenty. Mm -hmm. But 
boy, I like that guy. I do too. And it's he's like Jim Nance. Fun. Jim Nance can do every sport very well. Right. Um, but I do. I'm, I'm with you. I prefer Mike Tirico's coverage of golf over Jim Nance's coverage of golf. Mike Tirico, of yeah. course, uh, ABC, uh, ESPN sports play-by-play guy, which means we probably won't be seeing him doing golf in the in the, dis- in the near future. And that's too bad because it you know it seems like we need to have the most talented people, um, you know, doing the, our yeah. sport. But you know, it's the, okay. I, and the play, you know, I kind of liked Greg Norman. Greg, Greg did okay. I think they they totally um, underexposed. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Holly Saunders. <laughs> uh, she, uh, <laughs> what they had her doing was probably not playing to her main strengths, and she she yeah. didn't look happy doing it either. Which maybe it looked a little awkward. It did look awkward. Her standing on one side of the TV screen, yeah. doing a quick little thing after the guy comes in off the golf course. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell with the big screen in between. It doesn't even seem like and feel like comfortable, casual. No, uh, interview. That, that was probably it. It looked uncomfortable. It looked like she was uncomfortable. The players were uncomfortable, and of course, that's communicated through the screen, and it makes the viewer uncomfortable. Uh, that's yeah. broadcasting 101. Maybe somebody should offer to uh, to take over the production duties of their next. I think I'll get the resume sent in now. All right, listen, well, yeah, we've got coming idea. up some great stuff coming up on the show today. We're going to talk about an opportunity to go play golf at Richard Branson's place with Greg Norman. That's Ooh. not too shabby. And we're also going to be yeah. talking about um, swing speed. Because oh, yeah. for, for many of us, it is the last, the last element necessary to get the drives where we really want the drives, specifically those of us getting up in years, you know. And we're going to talk with the um, Mike Napoleon. Were, with um, were you taking a shot at me on that super speed golf? Uh, mm-hmm. Do I'm, I do I'm, I ever take shots at you, Mister Jeff? On occasion. Yeah, the answer is yes to both those questions. On we occasion. are those weekend golf guys, and we will be right back. Don't move. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-616-4030. That's 1-800-616-4030. Again, 1-800-616-4030. Call now. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 
$3 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-554-4183 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-554-4183 to take your call now. Call 800-554-4183. That's 800-554-4183. Again, 800-554-4183. And welcome back, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith from the Plain and Simple Golf School, Otter Creek Golf Course in Columbus, with us as normal, as contracted. It hasn't been normal the past few weeks, but nice to see that the uh, the hectic lifestyle of a highly regarded teaching professional has calmed down just a bit. Uh, it's crazy, and you I'm can get you. you can get back to reading the emails that folks have sent. You can go to thoseweekendgolfguys.com and click on a link up there that says Jeff's Quick Fix because he is always available first and foremost to our loyal listeners who think they have a problem and would like Jeff to take a look at it. You can either explain your problem verbally or you can uh, send up a video. There's a, a form there that you can attach a video and send it up, and Jeff will respond not only personally but, of course, to everyone else generically here on the air. With uh, those, You mean kind of like I'm doing right now like where I can doing, start? Because like you can do it right now. And I understand that uh, there's there's a yeah. problem with with distance off the tee. A lot of us have it, man. Well, so I'm reading this email from uh, John, and John is from New York. Uh-huh. You thought I was going to say John from Louisville, didn't you? <laughs> what part of New York? <laughs> well, I was thinking about that. No, John's from New York, and John's talking to me about his, his lack of distance. And he said, look, I'm 55 years old. I have a job. I have a wife. I have kids. I'm out of shape. My club head speed has been measured at 95 miles an hour, yet I can only hit the thing about 210 in the air, and the thing maybe, maybe if I hit the cart path three times on a sprinkler head that I can get it out to 245. (laughs) He said, but my club head speed is measured at 95. Isn't that enough to get me farther? And the answer is, yes, John, it is. You are moving the club fast enough that you should be able to get it well past 250. So let's talk about it. Okay. John, and therefore everybody else, we're going to talk a little bit about how the club meets the ball for a minute. All right, so we have a driver, and it doesn't have a lot of up built into the face. John's driver, he says, is a a 9.5 degree tailor-made. And I, I sent a message back to John, and I asked him, I said, how do you know what your club head speed is? And he goes, well, because... There was a guy out at the golf course that had um, a launch monitor, mm-hmm. and he jumped on it for a minute, and he said the thing measured his swing. He said it was moving down about five degrees, and it was moving forward, and he said it was 95 degrees or 95 miles an hour at his top end. He was averaging about 92, 93, but he said he could get it up to about 95. And I, and I said, okay, good. So what he told me was the most pertinent bit of information was the, the angle of, of attack, so to speak, meaning that the, dire- the traveling direction of the club was moving down, kind of like you would when a ball sits on the ground when it hit the, when and, you're, it hit the and you're swinging down with an iron. Is that what you're talking about, a, a moment of impact? Yeah. The club like, is still moving you, down? The, yeah, the club was moving down from gotcha. behind the golf ball to in front of the golf ball, kind of like you are when you're hitting wedges and irons, right. you know, when a ball sits on the ground. Yeah. 
Because yeah. he's a good striker, the ball with the irons. He, he kind of sent me this whole big email on a little too much information, but that's okay. <laughs> but when your club's moving down and the face points up, that's how it spins. Because, right? you know, it's moving in one direction and the face is pointed in the opposite and it creates some spin. So he's moving it down five degrees. And his club face is pointed, you know, it's nine, to f- nine and a half degrees, but he's moving it down. So he's hitting it on the lower part of the face as it moves down. He, he showed me where he's, you know, took pictures of his club head and showed me he's, he's hitting it on the bottom of his club, still moving down. So he's kind of sort of topping it while moving the club down. Got that? Mm-hmm. What I talked to him about was saying, hey, John, I, I sent him a note back, and I said, where do you put your ball position? And he told me, and how high do you tee it? And he told me, and, and he's one of those guys who likes to put it just barely forward of center like he would his 7-iron or his, or his like a hybrid club or something. Mm-hmm. And, and he tees it very low. That explains a lot. Here's a guy who's only getting pop-up drives because they're spinning a lot, he's he's hitting down on the thing, and they're blooping out there because they got too much spin. And so he confirmed that to me in another email back, and he said, yeah, it just spins, and then it stops when it gets there, and it's not even wet out. Yeah. I said, okay, here's here's what you got to do. You got to move the ball farther forward in your in your golf swing so that it's no longer on the way down and no longer at the level part. It's on the way, it's on the part where you've got it so far forward that it's moving on the, it's going up again part. And so I had him, you know, start to aim a little bit further right. And so that when he moves the club down, it moves to the right. And then when it moves level, it's moving a little bit to the right. But when it moves back up, it's starting to move a little bit to the left. Because, you know, it's a big old circle and sure. it moves mm-hmm. back up to the left. Mm-hmm. So I had him change and, and change his angle of his aim to a little bit further to the right. And then I had him move the ball way out front. And then I had him tee it up very high. You know, let's say, let's say three, four inches, you know, three to four inches off the ground. I mean, it was just barely, you know, get one of the tallest tees that are legal because their four inch tees are the, the legal maximum height. Mm-hmm. It, that's if you care about the rules of golf, but exactly. that, I digress. Yes. And you do I got well him teeing too. it up higher and further forward. And so he essentially has his entire body behind the ball, basically on the right side of his golf ball. And he's swinging up into it now. And with the same club head speed, I've got him moving his, his club up into the golf ball, and he's now carrying the ball about 230, and it's easily rolling out to 250. And so we've reduced his spin, and we've changed the angle of his approach. So in, in a conversation, in, a, in an email conversation, he went from flying at like 205 and you know rolling it out to like 215. I got him flying at 230 and rolling it out to 250. And we can do that for you, too. Jeff's quick fix tab at the top of the page, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. We're going to talk more about driving uh, on the golf course and not the cart, the ball, and um, a lot more questions. Get some more distance, man. Yeah, more distance. That's what we all need. That's what we can get. And you'll have more distance uh, if you hang out with us for about, uh, well, by the time the next 10 minutes are over, you'll be much better. Don't go away. We are Those Weekend Golf Guys, powered by Golf Talk America. Be right back. Now there's a martini that improves your driving. The new Martini Golf Tee actually gives you longer, straighter drives compared to old-fashioned wood tees. It's virtually unbreakable, made in the USA, and conforms with USGA rules. Get yours today at martinigolftees.com. So improve your driving with a martini. The Martini Golf Tee. Visit martinigolftees.com. 
Hey, Jeff, I was watching the Golf Channel, believe it or not, the other day, and they did this thing on drivers, and they were showing where on the face of a driver you get the best reaction. And they said that, you know, if you hit it below the equator, you're going to lose like 10 to 20 yards. If you hit it on the heel, you're going to lose yeah. space. The best place to hit it is in the uh, upper quadrant by the toe. Yeah, most of the drivers today are kind of built that way where I think what they did is they may have figured out where most of the people have been hitting it anyway, and they kind of put the hot spot over, you know, where it's like a little above the center of the club and a little bit toward the toe, you know, thinking that they could get people to hit it a little bit farther. But you know what? There's so many people out there that can't hit it there. Regardless of the one little spot they put it, there's people can't hit it anyway. Yeah. So, you know, you're struggling. I was going to say, that's the whole thought yeah. between what Dean Dean Knuth did with the high heat driver, is make the whole face yeah, a sweet that. spot. Yeah. He knew that the average amateur golfer, he can't pick out what spot on the club he's going to hit it. He had to make it so the whole thing was hot. Yeah. So no matter, you know, he designed it. When he was telling us about how he designed that thing, I was completely amazed. He taught me something that I did not know. The center gravity on his club is actually below the center line, and it's the only club that's ever been on the market that the lower the center gravity of the club is actually below it. He moved it around so that that every place was a hot spot on the face. So I mean, what a perfect driver built for the average guy because the average guy can't pinpoint where the heck he's going to hit the ball on the face. Uh, you know exactly. You will make fewer mis- fewer mistakes, fewer bad shots. Knuth Golf, K N U T H Golf dot com. They're going to uh, ask you if you want to buy one. Where you heard about it? Tell them you heard about it from those weekend golf guys, and the whole club will cost you seventy dollars less. All right, you're going to get a seventy dollar discount because you are our listeners. Knuth Golf, K N U T H Golf dot com. It's a high heat driver. The entire face is a sweet spot. You need one. And we are back. Those weekend golf guys, John Ashton here, Jeff Smith with us, PGA member from the Plain and Simple Golf School. Direct Rev Instruction out of Creek Golf Course in Columbus, yes, sir. Indiana. Love it. Big guy. Big guy. You know, when we when we last talked, you know, mm-hmm. pre pre commercial break. Yes. We were talking about, you know, how I can help somebody get more distance just with their own swing speed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it's and it's uh, matching the 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 upward angle of attack by minimizing, you know, the spin on the ball. You know, essentially we're hitting one that's spinning less and therefore it flies up and out, takes off up more up and out that isn't spinning as back as much as what it was, and therefore it kind of has a more penetrating ball flight, and then it drops at a different angle, meaning a much shallower, flatter angle. So up at the peak, it's not like climbing to a very steep peak and then falling straight down because of too much spin. Mm-hmm. What we're doing is we're hitting you know up on the ball, but we're not spinning the ball as much so with the same amount of you know speed and force going into the golf ball we're able to make the golf ball um flatter at its peak up top and yet flatter on its trajectory going down and then when it hits the ground it bounces and rolls out yeah, so exactly. there's a huge it, difference in that and if you know if i hit it in the air 220 now and uh, uh-huh. after improvement, hit it in the air 220, but just hit it so I get like a 30-yard rollout. I've accomplished what yeah. I've set out to accomplish. It, it doesn't, yeah, no Like we say a lot around our foursome, it doesn't have to be pretty. It just has to get you there. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and, and that's the thing. So 
people ask me all the time how we can how we can get there, and then you know they always think that they're lacking you know club head speed, and there's a lot of ways that that I've tried to train people in the past to do it, but some of them require actual you know work mm-hmm. and exercise of some kind mm-hmm. and practice yes. some kind. You know you. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yes, I know. You can't just push the green button and have it all work. It just—it's not happening. Yeah. But the there's different things that are on the market that you mean. could buy. Yeah. And there's different things that you could use. And there's things that I have used in the past that made people, you know, really sense that they are actually able to pick up some speed. And and some of them work um, to to one level or another. Yeah. And um, you know, one of them is a a, a swing fan, and it's um, you can get one online for about 50 bucks at a, at a bunch of different places but what it is is it's a stick you know a golf club without a head on it but it's got a it's got fan blades on it so that you're swinging and it provides a lot of wind resistance so what you're doing is you're you're training your body that you actually have to move all those muscles a little bit faster to do it i see and you you swing the fan for a little while and then you pick up a golf club and then you can just whip it right through there like it's the fastest thing you've ever done because somehow you've trained your muscles to do that, but I think you have to do these things like on a regular basis, and and that's the thing. Yeah, is that, well, repetition is what causes it to be done without thinking, and you've yes. got enough to think about when you step up to the tee already. You don't need to give yourself additional swing thoughts because all you'll do is is confuse confuse yourself greatly. You know, again, one one of my pet peeves is some of the guys you play with. They go, yeah, I hit it like two fifty, two sixty. No, you, and you didn't. Go, really, we're on a 347-yard par four near the 150-yard marker. Do that math, buddy. You know? Yeah. Um, you hit it 200. Yeah, if you're lucky. 250. That's if it hasn't rained for three weeks. Now, this this is what you have done for me, because driving was probably the weakest part of my game, which had no strength to it at all two years ago, okay? Mm-hmm. There was just a couple quick adjustments you wanted to make. You wanted me to grip the club differently. You yeah. wanted me to position the ball in my stance differently. I did. You wanted my stance to change a little bit. And change, it needed to. Change yeah. the posture just a tad mm-hmm. and move the aim to the left. Because yeah, most of my drives What would be the point right. of hitting a great shot to the wrong place? There is no point at all. <laughs> None whatsoever. Right. So doing those five things has... Well, it's made you better. Substan- substantially improved my uh, my my tee shots. A huge difference, yeah. if I may say. Say what? I made a huge difference, if I may say so. Thank you, intrepid producer Mark. You may say good things about me at any time. <laughs> Jump on in. Otherwise known as Mister Fairway. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's right. Um, you know, and I'm hitting them longer, and and they are impressive, and and I'm hearing a lot of bams and oohs or hoo mm-hmm. hell hit that. Ooh kind of uh-huh. reactions you know? <laughs> right but still i know that um my, my swing speed has been measured um a couple times and it's you know i thought well maybe 92 94 it's like high 70s low 80s yeah you know depending on how long it's been since i ate breakfast and we're going to be talking or, to a guy in a little bit who can him work on that but but keeping everything that i've learned from you intact and adding a faster swing speed will like make make everybody say you you're back to the blue tees, buddy. Right? Yeah, no kidding. And you know, out of out of the all the things that I've used to help people get faster swings, to build the the speed portion of it up. You know, for example, my daughter Caroline. You know, coming off of of being ill, she was quite weak, 
and she'd lost a lot of club head speed. So I, uh, I got her hooked up with, um, with the fellows from Super Speed Golf. And I use these, um, these Super Speed Golf sticks. And um, Mike Napoleon, who's coming on our show in just a little while, yeah. I sent her to him. He's in Chicago, and so is she. So it was, it was nice right down the road. He showed her how to use these things. And she has been using them. And coming off of illness uh, that literally weakened her body so she could no longer swing at near the same speed she could going into college, she's now back to her normal strength level. Cool. And she's now swinging faster. And she's hitting it farther again. When she lost so much in a short period of time, she's now gained it back due to uh, partially gaining back to health. But using the super speed golf sticks in the training program that Mike showed her, it, it's impressive. Okay, and, and a very quick question because we're, we're uh, closely getting to the end of uh, our time allotment for this segment. But uh -huh. using not only the training materials to swing faster and the stuff you've taught me about swinging uh, straighter or hitting straighter, the fact that there aren't any grooves on the face of my high heat driver, is that also going to help? Yeah, because grooves really are there to wick away uh, moisture between the golf ball and the golf club face. Okay. And that's kind of what grooves really do. But they do add spin to the ball, though. Well, don't they? If the, you know, like wedges and whatnot, where they're coming down and gripping the club and spinning uh -huh. it and whatnot, yeah, they, they certainly do. And so that's why an awful lot of drivers are built uh, without grooves. And some of the ones that have grooves are just microscopic, and they, they're there for just looks. Yeah, the other thing I like about the high heat driver is the face is so so shiny that, yeah. that you, it, the ball always leaves an impression. So you can always, after every shot, you can look and you go, ah, there's where I hit it, and then just wipe it yeah. off and it goes back to new. But that is cool. Listen, what we got coming up uh, in a few minutes here is a guy named Trevor Short who's uh, got an opportunity for you to play golf at Richard Branson's private island, a uh, little tournament called the Necker Open. Uh, and, uh, and then we'll Necker. Necker, not naked like, like uh, Jeff thought there, but, you know, just calm down a little bit, man. And then, of yeah. course, um, we will, the aforementioned Mike Napoleon from uh, Super Speed Golf on ways that you can actually get that uh, swing speed up Hence, those drives much longer. And it works for your other clubs, too, I'd imagine. It's all coming up in just a, a very few seconds here with those weekend golf guys. Don't you move. We're powered by Golf Talk America, and we will be right back. Get $70 off your new high-heat driver. KnuthGolf.com. K-N-U-T-H Golf.com for all the details. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 of pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-554-4183 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-554-4183 to take your call now. Call 800-554-4183. That's 800-554-4183. Again, 800-554-4183. 
Hey, this is Jeff Smith to talk about one of my favorite teaching aids. It's the putting stroke teacher. It is so simple. You clamp it onto your putter. It's got a rod that sticks out through it. You rest your forearms up against this rod. It's fully adjustable. You make your stroke. Your forearms are level. Your putter face goes exactly where it's supposed to. You get to see it all. Make your adjustments as necessary. Everybody needs one of these. The Putting Stroke Teacher, tpsteacher.com. Again, it's tpsteacher.com. Get yours today. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break, and at the worst possible time. Call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-616-4030. That's 1-800-616-4030. Again, 1-800-616-4030. Call now. And we are back. Those weekend golf guys, John Ashton, Jeff Smith uh, from the Plain and Simple Golf School at Otter Creek in Columbus. Uh, we are in studio. And joining us on the line right now, Trevor Short, who uh, is the, I guess, the purveyor, the uh, the promoter, the, the brains behind the Necker Open Pro-Am Golf event, which could get you out to Richard Branson's private island to play golf. Trevor, thanks for uh, being here with those weekend golf guys. How you doing, sir? Doing good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Now, I understand that you're... Um, you come from the space of tennis, and we'll forgive you for that because you obviously have seen the light and you realize that golf is where it's at. <laughs> also want to tell you that Jeff Smith, when he first heard about this, thought it was the Naked Open, and he got all excited. But um, Well, you know, John kind of slurred a little bit and said, hey, we, we got this guy coming. He's going to talk about the Naked Open. I'm like, okay. <laughs> this is about to get interesting. <laughs> So in in a nutshell, man, I mean this this is a way to to um, play with some big name pro golfers, a way to play in some big name places like Sea Island Resort in Georgia. And, but give us give us in a nutshell what uh, what the whole idea behind the Necker Open is, Trevor. Yeah, sure. So I mean, um, as you mentioned earlier, obviously my background has been tennis, um, but but like you said, I, I have seen the light. If any of my tennis friends are listening, I apologize. But I'd much <laughs> rather be on the golf course than on the tennis court. Um, <laughs> At least for this segment but, on the uh, radio show. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, for real. I, I really would rather be on the golf course. <laughs> I mean that. Uh, but, but, no, it's a, but it's important to know that tennis a little bit, that that's really how this all came about. Um, you know, I've been running tennis events for 10 years or so, and um, a few years ago my partners and I um, had a concept to create the world's most exclusive pro-am tennis event. And you know, we said, where else better to do it? Than on one of the most exclusive um, islands in the world with one of the most unique individuals in the world, Richard Branson. So that's what we did. So four years ago, we approached him and we started this on his island. And if you follow tennis, we've had we had Rafael, we've had Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic, Bjorn Borg, John McEnroe. The list goes on and on. 
of the stars that we've had come out for this tennis event. We've raised almost $3 million through the event for different charities. And in this past year, Richard Branson came to us and said, you know, how can we do this event more than once a year, basically? Um, and we didn't want to do tennis again. So we said, well, let's, let's, let's look to do, let's look to do something in golf because we, my partners and I all love golf and Richard plays a little golf and, he said, sounds great. Um, I've got a relationship with Greg Norman. Let's, let's make this happen. So he introduced us to Greg and, uh, and here we are starting mm. the Necker Open and, uh, we're really excited, you know, about it. I would imagine if Richard Branson calls, even if you don't have a relationship, it's a phone call you take. It is, yeah. You know, I've got like multiple stars around his name on my phone. You know, it lights up and it's exciting. <laughs> and you hope he calls while you're in public. You know, you're standing in line at Starbucks and the phone goes off and says Richard Branson. I mean, that that could impress somebody, I would think. You know. <laughs> exactly. right, now, a word, exactly. a word that's going to scare some people. Exclusive. How exclusive? Mm -hmm. I know one of your sponsors is Rolls Royce. So, I mean, if I'm driving it a near, uh, you know, Mercedes, am, am I disqualified or, or what's the deal? <laughs> well, it is exclusive, the Pro-Am portion itself. So, um, you know, we have 12 total two-person Pro-Am spots available. And each spot, which includes two nights at Sea Island, 36 holes of golf at Sea Island with Greg Norman, um, and then... In the next week or so, in fact, we're about to announce another big-name golfer here in the next week. I wish I could announce it right now, but you'll play 36 holes of golf with these different golfers, celebrities. Um, and then we fly these uh, 24 guests and the pros down to Necker Island on a private jet. You stay three nights in Necker and then fly back on the private jet to Sea Island. Um, and we have 12 total of those, of which many of those are already taken, uh, and they're $90,000. So it is a very exclusive, you know, event. Um, the people that are a part of it are some pretty unique individuals. It's spectacular. And, um, but what's exciting is what we do is we take one of those 12 available spots and we put it towards what we call our Necker Open Qualifier. Um, and we run a qualifier at the islands August 25th through August 28th. Um, you can go there for three nights, and we run a two-man shamble golf tournament. Um, and we've already got about mm, 10 to 12 teams or so that have signed up. We expect there to probably be around 20, 22-person teams. And if you win that, um, then basically the way it works is you, you win a $90,000 package on to, uh, to stay on and be a part of the Pro-Am and experience Richard Branson's private island. Uh, and those packages run for about $4,500 a person. Um, so it's uh, much mm -hmm. more realistic for uh, the, the audience. For know? the normal people. For the normal people, $4,500 people. Yeah, another question, yeah, which, which is not bad for a, for a you know, three-night, four-day, lots of golf exactly. package at Sea Island. I mean, you could pay more than that even if you took the AAA discount. Um, but my question to you, Trevor, real quick. I don't quick, think they offer a AAA discount. Probably not. No, you know, maybe the Michelin <laughs> Guide or something or, or the, the Firestone, whatever tire company is. But my question, Trevor, would, would be how, how many listeners would, um, you know, those weekend golf guys have to have to qualify as celebrities? That's what I want to know. Wait, wait, wait. Say that one more time. <laughs> how, how many? Oh, how many? Oh, for you to be a celebrity. Yeah. I mean, come on. Now, you know, we're famous in the golf radio business. <laughs> 
Okay. I'll talk to I'll talk. How about this? I'll talk to I'll I'll talk to Richard, and if Richard says that he feels you. The, the celebrity category, then you're in. If we that make the, the cut with Richard cut. Branson, okay. We have not seen a bigger Pass the Buck episode on our radio show in a week. <laughs> okay, well, looks, out of this. looks like we're free at the, uh, at the end of August, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Hey, we tried. You know, maybe next year. Uh, <laughs> Here, let me lay this one off on Richard Branson himself. Yeah, <laughs> you know what's bad is that it's very possible that he's one of our quarter million listeners. It is. That would be and cool. He just, and he just heard you pass the buck. Yeah, boy, you're going to be in trouble. Trump, he would go, "You're fired." You're going to be in trouble now, Trevor. Uh, let's hope that doesn't work out. Although it worked out well for us, and we'll put a good word in for you, Trev. Don't worry about it, man. Um, now, this this is a as are most golf events. This is a big charity fundraiser is it not it is yeah we um like i said with even with our tennis event we've raised almost three million dollars the past three years so our goal is to be able to do the same with this event um and we raise money for the greg norman foundation um as well as for virgin unite which is richard branson's um charity um we also have a foundation of our own it's more geared towards tennis right now but it's called the national tennis foundation and um everything that we do helps support uh underprivileged tennis children as well but yeah, it's a, it's a huge part of it, um, and uh, we've been very fortunate to uh, to be able to do what we've done the past few years, and we hope we can continue on in, in the golf space. That's fantastic. Now, Trevor, you ever have any plans to maybe uh, expand the qualifying? I mean, you're you're a little geographically limited here by just having it, folks who are familiar with Sea Island. I mean, you got to have somebody on the West Coast do something, don't you? Eventually. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny you mention that. You know, I think um, obviously this is the inaugural year, and we want to make it a great success. But I think um, every year, just like our tennis event, you know, we've always tried to add new elements to it and try to make it, you know, different and unique every year. And I think one of the things that we have talked about um, is possibly in, in future years is to look to, uh, just like you said, to expand the qualifier to different locations around the country, um, you know, to where people can sort of work their way, just like, I guess, you know, the U.S. Open qualifier, the mm-hmm. sectional, things like that, sure. um, to, to eventually earn their way into it. And maybe even at a lower price point, um, you know, where they start out and then they work their way up. And, um, yeah, because it is a really unique prize they get to win. It definitely is. And, and just being able to rub shoulders for – because there, there's all, there's dinners and breakfasts and cocktail hour receptions with – with the man, Mr. Branson, his own self, once you get out to his island and you're out in the middle of the British Virgin Islands and you're having a wonderful time, it may be a, a steep ticket price, but well worth every penny, I would think. Yeah, I mean, you know, once we get to Necker, it's uh, probably less about the golf at that point and more about just literally enjoying what Necker Island has to offer, which is <laughs> anything you can imagine. It's funny, I had a friend that worked there for Richard for quite some time and he lived, he lived there for four years and he just recently left and he's, he's uh, sort of struggling coming back to normal life. And I said, well, you know, you literally lived on Peter Pan's Island. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like <laughs> fantasy world. Uh, it's, uh, you know, you could do anything there. It's, it's a spectacular place. It certainly is. Shameless self-promotion time, Trevor. What's a uh, website address uh, for people who want more information? How do they get it? Yeah, they can go to neckeropen.com. That's N-E-C-K-E-R open.com. 
All right, Trevor. You got sure. it. Not 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 naked, but yeah, necker, not naked. Exactly. Well, come on. Well, we got to find one of those tournaments then. Dang I it. think we're going to do the naked open, and <laughs> you know, and and we'll be bigger people, and we'll invite you, Trevor. Gratis on us, okay? I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I, I'm pretty confident it'll be a great success. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Short with the Necker Open. Man, uh, lots of luck to you, man, and uh, anything we can do to help, uh, let us know. And uh, next year, hopefully, we'll be bigger celebrities. We're working on it. Our, that's our new goal is to be a big enough celebrity for Richard Branson to have us come on out there. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time, Trevor. We appreciate you being with us here on those Weekend Golf Guys. Hey, don't you move. We are those Weekend Golf Guys, sponsored by Golf Talk America, and we will be right back. Now there's a martini that improves your driving. The new martini golf tee actually gives you longer, straighter drives compared to old-fashioned wood tees. It's virtually unbreakable, made in the USA, and conforms with USGA rules. Get yours today at martinigolftees.com. So improve your driving with a martini. The martini golf tee. Visit martinigolftees.com. Hey, Jeff, I was watching the Golf Channel, believe it or not, the other day, and they did this thing on drivers, and they were showing where on the face of a driver you get the best reaction. And they said that, you know, you hit it below the equator, you're going to lose like 10 to 20 yards. If you hit it on the heel, you're going to lose space. The best place to hit it is in the uh, upper quadrant by the toe. Yeah, most of the drivers today are kind of built that way where I think what they did is they may have figured out where most of the people have been hitting it anyway. And they kind of put the hot spot over, you know, where it's like a little above the center of the club and a little bit toward the toe, you know, thinking that they could get people to hit it a little bit farther. But you know what? There's so many people out there that can't hit it there. Regardless of the one little spot they put it, there's people can't hit it anyway. Yeah. So, you know, you're struggling. I was going to say, that's the whole thought yeah. between what Dean, Dean Knuth did with the high heat driver, is make the whole face yeah, a sweet that. spot. Yeah. He knew that the average amateur golfer, he can't pick out what spot on the club he's going to hit it. He had to make it so the whole thing was hot. Yeah. So no matter, you know, he designed it. When he was telling us about how he designed that thing, I was completely amazed. He taught me something that I did not know. The center gravity on his club is actually below the center line, and it's the only club that's ever been on the market that the lower, the center gravity of the club is actually below it. He moved it around so that, that every place was a hot spot on the face. So, I mean, what a perfect driver built for the average guy because the average guy can't pinpoint where the heck he's going to hit the ball on the face. You know, exactly. Like, you will make fewer, mis- fewer mistakes, fewer bad shots. Knuth Golf, K-N-U-T-H Golf.com. They're going to uh, ask you if you want to buy one, where you heard about it. Tell them you heard about it from those weekend golf guys, and the whole club will cost you $70 less. All right, you're going to get a $70 discount because you are our listeners. Knuth Golf, K-N-U-T-H Golf.com. It's a high heat driver. The entire face is a sweet spot. You need one. And we're back, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in the studio, Jeff Smith hanging out, playing in Simple Golf School at Otter Creek in Columbus. And, you know, we've been talking basically a bunch so far today about uh, driving and getting more distance when you're driving. And I told you my story. And and I mentioned the the fact I was playing with a guy who was like, well, yeah, I average like 260, 265 off the tee. And I'm like, okay, we're on a 387-yard par 4. You're at the 160-yard marker. Do the math. A lot of They us, don't want to do scorecard math. Are you yeah, kidding me? A lot of us have some overblown estimations of what we do. 
But again, as I explained, and I'll explain for our guest, uh, Mike Napoleon from Super Speed Golf, who will be with us in just a second. Mike, here's the story. I have been uh, studying under the uh, excellent tutelage of Mr. Jeff Smith, changed the ball position, changed my stance, changed my aim, and changed my grip. The only thing and left to do, and now I'm hitting it substantially longer than I used to, and I'm hitting it substantially straighter more often in the fairway than not. However, they're still only going like 220 on a good day, 235. Because your club head speed is about 18 miles an hour. And, well, maybe 73.2, I think, is whatever. But now the, the deal is, and you got to look, I am looking at the, the 55 and above range, and there are a lot of us out there whose technique is good, but we just don't hit it fast enough to go where we think we deserve to be. How do we get faster without killing ourselves? John, there's a lot of different factors that go into that. You know, what you said there about all the different things you've been working on in your golf swing, you know, getting the fundamental stable and solid and making sure that the face and the path and all those things are lining up so that you're actually you know, getting the most out of your 73-mile-an-hour swing that you can, right. those are an incredibly important part of the equation. I mean, you can swing the club as fast as you want, and you know, if you're not lining that thing up squarely, it's still not going to go nearly as far as your, your potential would be. Right. Now, that being said, you know, we deal with a lot of players, you know, both that have very mechanically sound swings and those that don't. You know, I can tell you that you know, in your case right now, yeah, you just need to just effectively make the whole thing move move faster. Not necessarily that you need to swing harder, right. but you just need to figure out how to get that club to move faster so that you can get more, and it's almost an exponential increase as you start to get the uh, the club speed going up as far as just gaining yardage. Yeah, that, that's what I'm looking for, because you know, I'm, I'm not interested in a 300-yard drive if it's 200 out and 100 into the woods. You know, that, that would right. be counterproductive. <laughs> yeah. Impressive, yet yeah, counterproductive. That sure. I don't <laughs> and think and that's the reason really we talked about grips and aims and ball positions, to make sure that you can you know be on the golf course and right. stay on the golf course. In the group I'm in, man, and the, the reaction, and, and Intrepid producer Mark will attest to this, the, the reaction after most of my drives is, Whoa, I'm out driving everybody in the group now, but I still I right. want and more. Me, I want more. You made a very good point, too. I mean, I think everybody from a coaching standpoint, and, you know, Jeff, you can talk about this, too, but I think most of the people that come in when we assess them, the number that they tell us that they hit, you know, the distance they hit their driver is, is usually at least 20% further than how far they really hit their drive. <laughs> you know, they remember they remember that one great drive that was a little downwind and landed just right on the slope, and all of a sudden they hit all their drives 250. And, you know, that, that's one of the things, especially when you start looking at a lot of professional players, is so impressive when you actually see somebody that's averaging 290 or 300 yards. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a major accomplishment to get there. Realistically speaking, for a normally healthy 50-something-year-old golfer, is it possible to have a 90, 95, 100-mile-an-hour swing speed. Oh, I, think it, I think it's very possible to have significantly more than that. Again, there's a lot of factors, but the human body is very capable of moving in a rotational motion like the golf swing in a very aggressive and fast way. biggest piece that we see in a lot of our clients that come in uh, has to do more with muscle activation and muscular imbalance than it does with anything else as far as their abilities to create speed. So as people get older start to develop a lot of different kind of patterns in the body that lead to a lot of inefficiencies in being able to create speed and power. You know, you'll see very commonly as as especially men get into their, you know, mid fifties, late fifties, early sixties, you start to see a lot of the the upper back posture with the shoulders kind of rounding and coming forward. 
um, that gets the upper spine to be tilting a little bit more forward and more into a flex position. You'll see a lot of people whose heads or necks kind of sit very down and forward. Um, those are all things that, you know, vastly inhibit their ability to rotate the body aggressively and rotate quickly. Now, there's a lot of things that need to be done, you know, I would say to, to start to counteract some of those pieces because their bodies aren't going to just naturally go to 110 miles an hour if they have a lot of those different restrictions that are in sure. place. Sure. You know, so that's a, that's one of, I would say one of the key factors we see as people get older. Now, that stuff certainly can get better and it requires just, I would say, a more specific type of kind of corrective exercise program. Um, that those people need to do. We have great success with that a lot with our coaching businesses here in Chicago and helping people get those kind of, I would call them hurdles out of their way so that once those, those physical hurdles are, are overcome, you know, then we can really just go into a lot more kind of raw speed kind of training and really help people, you know, hit the ball significantly further than they would ever really dream of. Um, hey John, you know, taking you... somebody that's in 73, 75 and, you know, those players now swinging in the mid nineties, you know, mm. at, at ages of 60 to 70 years old is certainly capable, certainly possible. And within, you know, everybody should be striving for that. I think the difficulty there is the, the level of precision that's required, um, in the coaching and in the physical training side, uh, is very, very key to making that a reality. John, do you know that he just mentioned not only practice, but he even mentioned exercise. I was, I was trying to Do ignore, I was trying to ignore both of those statements. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I was some, just wondering, had you caught that? Cause if you hadn't, I wanted to point out the fact that Mike Napoleon, Mr. Super Speed Golf, actually mentioned training programs. Yeah. Which brings mm -hmm. me to a question. And I know that you have, mm -hmm. um, worked wonders, um, with Jeff's daughter up there in Chicago. Can can folks take advantage of your your training and your coaching without physically being in Chicago? Oh, for sure. You know, with Super Speed Golf, that's the whole purpose of that entire product is to start to get some of this thing, some of some of these concepts out into the marketplace in a in a more prolific way, so that everybody can you know start to increase their club speed. And we have um, a number of different training protocols on our website now that focus not only on just pure overspeed training, which is, again, kind of a newer concept to golf training in general, but also focus on, you know, we have a protocol that's a overspeed mobilization program. So for somebody that has a lot of mobility restrictions rotationally in their upper body or hips, you know, we have the overspeed training mixed in with some different uh, exercises that help to start to increase some stretches and some uh, different joint mobilization exercises that help to start to increase that flexibility. You know, we have a super speed balance protocol. You know, that would be another very big limiting factor that we see all the time with our clients is, you know, players that either, actually, this is a funny one. We, we've been seeing these very rarely. People who actually have their feet, um, or their toes are not as functional as they need to be. And this happens a lot with players that are aging as well where they don't have a lot of dexterity in their feet or they have collapsed arches or different types of things that are causing just a, an unstable connection to the ground, I would say that's another huge limiting factor in your ability to create power. If you can't grip and use the ground to create force and to start to transfer energy up the chain of your, your body, you're going to have an impossible time trying to really create consistent rotational speed down at the bottom. 
So you know, those type of things we can use in conjunction with our super speed training protocols in, in their purest form to start to personalize those things out for different players depending on their needs. And I'm going to have to take advantage, man, because at the top of my bucket list is playing my normal course from the tips, which is about 6350. I just want to do that without okay. hurting myself. So shameless self-promotion, mm-hmm. Mike, how, how do uh, folks access the information and, uh, and you know, start in the next few years or months or however long it takes actually hitting drives yeah. as long as they, they have fantasized about hitting them? For sure. I mean, we'll see, we'll see permanent increased results in about four to six weeks of regular training with the Superspeed system. Mm. You know, just uh, it's all online, superspeedgolf.com. Um, you can see all of the different training protocols that we, we have built. There's some good instruction there and just how to use the system, some different videos on just where to start. 10 to 12 minutes about three times a week, adding that into your routines, you know, been very feasible for a lot of our clients and uh, seems like we've seen a lot of, a lot of great results on increasing speed. Like I said, four to six weeks, you'll see the first initial jump. And then, you know, we've had players now working with it for nine months to a year. And some of those players are, are making huge strides. And we have a few of our, a few of our tour players that have gone from 104, 105 average club speed, kind of being behind the eight ball to now in that like 116, 117 average where they're just truly taking advantage of golf courses. 12 to 15 minutes, three times a week for four to six weeks. I got that. All right. Mike Napoleon that. with Super Speed Golf at superspeedgolf.com. Thank you for your time today, man. And uh, really we, cool we will uh, report back and, and let you know how well it works, not only for Caroline, but maybe you could you, use me as one of your before and after segments also because this I'm I'm gonna hit a 270 yard drive this year if it kills me, on a and it might Great. and it, it just might. But you know if if it does, somebody else will pick up the banner and we'll still be here. Those weekend golf guys, you can catch us anytime. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Follow us on Facebook or like us there on Facebook at facebook.com/golfguys. Follow us on Twitter. I will get this nomenclature down soon. Trust me. It is at WKND Golf Guys or right here at this very same radio location next week. You have. Have a great week. Go out and play some golf. See ya. Bye. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 of pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-554-4183 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-554-4183 to take your call now. Call 800-554-4183. That's 800-554-4183. Again, 800-554-4183. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. 
But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-616-4030. That's 1-800-616-4030. Again, 1-800-616-4030. Call now. Now there's a martini that improves your driving. The new martini golf tee actually gives you longer, straighter drives compared to old-fashioned wood tees. It's virtually unbreakable made in the USA and conforms with USGA rules. Get yours today at martinigolftees.com. So improve your driving with a martini. The Martini Golf Tee. Visit martinigolftees.com. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.